Good morning, Monsieur Day Church, and a special welcome to any visitors that are tuning in as well this morning. We're excited to have you. The Lord be with you. It's my privilege this morning to give our esteemed pastor, Paul, a brief respite and to have the honor to bring forth a reflection on God's word uh, for our community this morning. So I'm excited to um, get into some scripture with you all and I hope you are all doing well in your various homes and living rooms. And um, I, I know I've been really looking forward to uh, an opportunity to get back together as a community and, and frankly wish wish we could have uh, made that happen a couple months ago. But uh, we, we will get there uh, soon enough. So hope hope everyone is doing well. And I'd like to just kick off the morning with a prayer. Please join me. Heavenly Father, we come before you as a church community, as brothers and sisters in the Lord. We, we just want to give you all the praise and honor. And we thank you for this privilege that we have of coming before your throne of grace in a time of prayer. And we, we truly uh, want to give you all the honor and glory this morning. And we, we thank you for just your hand of providence, for your faithfulness in our lives. Lord, we see your faithfulness day to day with the rising and the setting of the sun and, and our daily breath. Lord, there's so many examples of your faithfulness that are abounding in our lives. So we thank you for um, how you are overseeing all things and Lord, I, I, in this particular time, we, we are experiencing a lot as a nation and as individuals, Lord, between um, health concerns and uh, economic shutdowns and recessions and loss of jobs, as well as the more recent um, just tragedies that have uh, been witnessed by, by all of us in, in terms of uh, just racial violence and or there's so much brokenness and hurt in the world, and we just lift that all up to you, um, Lord. We know that as you know, as individuals, this can be overwhelming for us to cope with, and so we just put it all in your hands, and we would just ask for willing hearts and obedient spirits that can uh, take your truths and implement. Uh, your kingdom on this earth, Lord. So help us to be recipients of your word this morning and to be responsive to the Holy Spirit's leading as we spend some time together as a community this morning and as we go out from here. Um, Father, we also just lift up to you those that are experiencing um, significant hardship through through the uh, last couple months. And we, we just pray for healing and your peace and restoration to be working in their hearts and help us to be used as your instruments of grace in this world. And uh, finally, I just pray, pray your blessing over um, our time this morning. I pray that you would just be alive and active in the hearts and lives of all those that are uh, listening to the message this morning. But beyond that, um, just may your spirit be active in this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, this morning we are going to be focusing on verse 10 from Ephesians chapter 2. Um, now, if we were gathered together, I would be, you know, 
asking for a show of hands, actually, uh, in terms of, you know, who's been feeling a sense of disorientation and confusion over the last couple of months. And I'm willing to guess most of us would be raising our hands at this point. I know for me personally, it, it's there's just been a lot to process in general. And uh, this past week has uh, definitely been more more of more of the same. Um, so what I've done, I've selected today's passage in part because my prayer is that it will ground us and focus us as individuals and as a community on some foundational truths that uh, hopefully will bring us some focus and clarity in, in, in this time. So let's turn to Ephesians chapter 2 with a focus on verse 10. Let's read together. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And since we're limiting ourselves to one verse this morning, I, I'll, I'll just take a moment to read that one more time. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And... I just appreciate the density of truth in this single verse. So uh, this morning, I'd like to just break it down. Uh, you know, it's a short verse, but I'd like to break it down into two components, which is our identity and our purpose. Which I think this verse really touches on in a, a strong way. So what are we talking about? Well, let's tackle the identity piece. What are we talking about when we use the word workmanship? What, what does it mean to be God's workmanship? Now, for me, when I was reflecting on this word, one of the first things that came to mind was, you know, thinking back to the start of some of the uh, more stay-at-home orders or shutdowns, uh, Sean and I basically looked at each other and said, let's come up with a game plan for this time period to, to uh, make the most of it. So uh, made a nice big trip to Home Depot and came came back home with a ton of supplies and we got going on, you know, renovating our basement, which five growing kids in the home, that was uh, definitely at the top of our list. And uh, next thing you know, we were, you know, using all our abundance of free time to paint, uh, frame, putting up doors, drywall, electrical, uh, trim work, drywall, all that good stuff. And by the by the end of the project, I have to say I had just a real strong sense of satisfaction and you know just just that sense of uh, completion and and uh, it's a great feeling when you when you really put your heart and soul and put a lot of time and effort into something that you care about and you you do a good job with it. it it's a great feeling. we've all we've all experienced that. Now, I think, Workmanship might might be uh, a little bit related to that, but ultimately, you know, I think that's an example that's just scratching the surface of of this word that's used in this section of scripture here. So, I, I think it's just just simply scratching the surface. I, you know, not being a biblical scholar necessarily, I I did uh, look up on desiring God. The website there, there's a author by the name of John Bloom who who really broke it down for me and 
and you know essentially this workmanship word is a Greek word that's only used one other time in the Bible and I'd like to read that other reference to the the word workmanship which is from Romans 1 verse 20 for his invisible attributes namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made so they are without excuse so in this section from Romans we see uh, the other reference to the the Greek word of workmanship and it's this is really one of the key passages that talks about God's revealing of his attributes through general revelation or nature so so we see in nature the attributes of God uh, regardless of whether or not you've read the Bible God displays himself and displays his attributes through the created world and that's really uh, like I said the only other mention of this word and and so you know th this is what God is using to define our identity. We, we are his masterful creation. And, um, you know, that, that's a truth that um, really bears some reflection. And, and uh, you know, although it's not a word we use often, it has such a depth to it. And so I, I just want to encourage us to focus on that as a community and really consider what that that means for each of our lives we we also read in the first book of genesis chapter one uh, you know right after god created man and woman uh, it says in verse 31 god saw everything that he had made and behold it was very good and there was evening and there was morning the sixth day so essentially once god wrapped up creating humankind, he was done. You know, mankind is the pinnacle of creation. And it's really the, it's, it's not just any workmanship, it's, it's God himself, um, you know, creating this, this design, which is humankind. Um, so, like I said, I, to me, this, this reflection is a, a lifelong reflection, but it's also a reminder, especially in a, uh, you know, in a world where we're given a whole host of other narratives in terms of how we define ourselves. This is really it's simple, but it's, it's very countercultural. And then one final verse on this topic that I want to highlight is from the New Testament. Uh, the book of John, chapter 15, obviously we're sinful creatures, um, but the, the New Testament kind of shows us how, as as redeemed creatures, we, we find our beauty in connection with Christ. So from John 15, uh, verse 5, it reads, I am the vine, this is Jesus speaking, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So we see in this an opportunity to be restored to our original identity by being tied in to Christ. Uh, but again, the, the fundamental nature of us is that we are God's workmanship. 
So does does the verse just stop there? Obviously, it, it continues on to part two, which is our purpose. So, you know, in light of our identity as God's workmanship, where do we go with this? So going back to Ephesians, we see we're created in Christ Jesus. So we talked about abiding in Christ as the vine. And we're created for a purpose, which is good works. Now, what are we talking about when we say good works? Uh, honestly, there's volumes and volumes of books that have been written about our purpose. And we're going to, for the purpose of this morning, I'm going to condense it down to a few different spheres uh, in terms of how we see this played out or opportunities that we have for good works, um, depending on the, the different spheres that we're involved in. So let's start with the individual. Uh, from Romans 12, 1 through 2, we read, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now, this is a critical verse because, really, in light of what we just talked about, our identity is God's workmanship. So, in light of that, we really need to be taking holiness seriously and viewing our bodies as living sacrifices. Really, I think I love how that verse from Romans fits this like a glove in my mind. So in light of being God's masterful creation, we need to treat our own selves to that effect. And, and that that's all-encompassing. A living sacrifice covers all ground. It's what we eat. It's what we take in. It's what we spend our free time with. You know, really treating our bodies as a temple is a high calling. And it makes sense in light of the fact that we're, we're literally God's workmanship. Now, beyond, you know, care of ourselves and, and treating our bodies as a gift from God, we also see good works extend out to, in the family context. So further along in Ephesians, there's a lot, lot of talk about what love looks like in the context of a family. So we, we read about husbands loving their wives as Christ loved the church, meaning having the willingness to have a love that is willing to lay down your life for your spouse. And, and wives in response will uh, reciprocate that love uh, through submit, submitting to Christian leadership within the household. And children, you're, you're also included in this with a strong call in Ephesians to obey your parents, uh, but not just obey out of duty, but to honor them, which, which that's a higher level of respect and that's a command from God to, to practice as children. And then, you know, beyond that, there's also clear commands to fathers to uh, avoid exasperating your children. So fostering a spirit of graciousness in the household is a huge part of that. 
So love of yourself, treating your bodies as holy, holy living sacrifices, honoring and loving those within your immediately, immediate family context, extremely important. Uh, but it doesn't stop there, obviously. And, you know, a verse from John 15, which I also love, uh, John chapter 15, verse 13 reads, Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. So again, pointing to Jesus' example of a sacrificial love that is willing to set aside self-interest for the sake of a brother. And then, obviously, it, it keeps um, going out further and further beyond your immediate sphere. And ultimately, Matthew 28, the Great Commission, really covers an essential calling as Christians, which I'll read those familiar words as well. All authority has been given to me, this is Jesus speaking, obviously, in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now this is this is also a high calling. You know, love love for others or good works includes bearing witness, both through our actions and our words. And, you know, Paul talked about this a lot in the prior series about loving our neighbor. And what better way to love our neighbors than just sharing the truth of what God has done and who we are as God's workmanship. It's a, it's a bearing of witness of the reality of God's truths. Um, I think sometimes we can overcomplicate evangelism, but truly it's, it's just bearing witness and... We have exciting news to share, and um, we can do that with confidence because of God's truth. So just as I wrap up, just some final reflections as we think about both of our identity and our purpose. You know, this is this verse from Ephesians, it's a call to action. So in light of our identity, there is a a quick call to action. You know, life life is short, and we do, our days are our days are numbered. So let's get after it as as a community. And uh, we should also have confidence. This verse from Ephesians is very clear that God has prepared these good works for us ahead of time. So we have nothing to fear. God has already pave the way for us to exercise these acts of love ahead of time. So, so we should have nothing but confidence going forward that God has already paved the way for us. Now, obviously we know that challenges are going to arise. You know, it's one thing to kind of talk about this as a Christian community in the context of a Sunday morning, but Monday morning comes for all of us. And with that, you know, we deal with distractions, our own sinful flesh and its weaknesses. We deal with uh, deceptions of Satan. There, there are plenty of outside influences that we, we know we're going to face challenges with this. It, it's, it's not an easy road necessarily, but again, 
we need to have confidence that God has prepared a way for us, and we need to remind ourselves of our identity. Um, and, and this can be words of encouragement within the community of, of believers. You know, re remind each other of who you are. Again, in light of these outside influences, uh, it's easy to get uh, battered down and distracted and um, just fooled by by some of these other narratives that the world uh, you know speaks into us. And so, not only should we remind ourselves of our own identity, but let's remind each other of who God is. You know. God the Father is sovereign, and he has prepared the way for us. The passage from Matthew touches on the fact that all authority in heaven and on earth has been already given to Jesus. and He's interceding on our behalf at the right hand of God. And we know from Scripture that we will bear fruit when we are tied in to Christ as the vine. In addition, we have the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that is going with us and is abiding with us. And we also, just as, as I think about this, you know, each and every one of us is uniquely in a position that no one else is. You know, we all have our own unique set of skills and gifts that God has given to us, and we're all in unique places and time and locations and family contexts meaning no one else can exercise those good works that God has prepared in exactly the same manner that you can. So you are truly in a unique position, and God is calling us to take that action. Now, I love this passage because it's action-oriented, but I also just want to draw attention to that um, you know, Jesus, on many occasions, broke away and, and put an emphasis on prayer and preparation. And I think that really resonates with me during this time of uh, pseudo shutdown. Um, and so a passage from Luke 6 that I'd like to touch on as we wrap up. Talking about Jesus. It was at this time that he went off to the mountain to pray and he spent the whole night in prayer to God. And when day came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them, whom he also named as apostles. So this is a great scripture that I, I just love how we see accounts in the gospel of Jesus really, you know, breaking away in intentional times of prayer and preparation, you know, where he, he went off in isolation and spent the whole night in diligent prayer and, and, and that was in preparation for a key uh, ministry move uh, through the course of his life on earth. And I think that's something that we can really take to heart. You know, on the one side, this passage is very much a call to action, which, which should be exciting for us. But, you know, in light of the challenges that we know we're going to face, we, we need to abide with Christ and take that diligent time in prayer to prepare ourselves for the challenges that are going to come with um, living out the, the high calling of love and good works. So brothers and sisters, in closing, be encouraged by God's truth that we are God's workmanship. 
And let's hold fast to the truth that, you know, we we are um, God's workmanship. And, and we have uh, an opportunity to take action in light of that and go forward with confidence knowing that God has prepared that way for us. And the opportunity is to submit our lives as living sacrifices of prayer and praise for our Heavenly Father's glory. And with that, uh, I wish you all God's blessing and have a fantastic week and hope to see you all very soon. Love you all.